Professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling History X, where two friends get together and talk about the story behind the matches. I'm Matt. And I'm Michael. Welcome to episode 17, the main event number one. It's Saturday night main event. It's not. It's the main event. I thought it was Saturday night main event. Because the main event was a spinoff of Saturday night main event uh, okay. that aired on in primetime, live, on a Friday night. Okay, well that makes sense later on. And it was on February 5th, 1988, and it was produced by the WWF, of course. And it was held at Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. This crowd is hot. Hot. Ah, yeah, this crowd is, this crowd is pretty, pretty lit. It's yeah. sizzling. So this surprised. broadcast would draw a 15.2 Nelson rating and 33 million viewers, both records for American televised wrestling. Holy shit, that's insane. That's great. That's one-third of who watched the Super Bowl the week before. Ugh, that's crazy. Damn, no wonder that crowd was so goddamn hot. February 5th, some things that happened around then. The classic John Hughes film. She's having a baby. I have not. I didn't. I've never seen that. I've seen a lot of John Hughes movies. I haven't seen that one. I know that's that was the joke behind the classic part. Okay, like who's who's in that movie? Is that like the an early? No, I guess it's a later one. It's right? a later one. It was actually released the same day as the show, and no one went and saw it because they were all watching the show. Yeah, because one, one the, third of yeah. sports fans. And the 1988 Winter Olympics from Calgary would start the very next week. So the show opens. I mean, let's just get right into it because this is a short show. Yeah, it's like 50 minutes. The production is so good. Production's really good. It's so good. The intros are so... The show opens and we get a basically like Macho Man, Honky Tonk Man, Ted DiBiase, and Andre. Yeah, like everybody that's going to be on this show. And Hulk Hogan Uh all cutting promos. With like logos, yeah, and like the Andre logo with the hand, and like the, even the Hulk logo looks better than like the Hulk logo on the T-shirts and stuff. It's yeah, also it good. was it was really cool to see these logos. Yeah, and, and they like do the cuts of like like them like they obviously recorded on a green screen, but then they like play it over top of like the live crowd, yeah, or whatever. It looks fucking awesome. It looks so good. Though. It looks it's great. So, it looks so goddamn good. And then we get a video package of all of our competitors from the evening, and then the main event logo appears, and then at the very end we get a Hogan pose, which of course you got to get a Hogan pose, right? Hogan must pose. That's why everyone's watching the show. So Vince McMahon welcomes us to the main event and is joined by Jesse the Body Ventura to preview our matches for the night. And we're told that Jesse just flew in from Hollywood, and my question is... TSA really let him through with that hat. It was so weird because it looked like it was just like I don't know, but I didn't see the point until later on because there's like a weird 
point to it. Very bizarre hat. I don't know what that hat is. What was the point of it later? The hat? Yeah. I know, I know. I just meant, no, there's a point to that. Oh, like, Not okay. a point to that, but there's a point. Like, the hat, I just thought it was kind of like a... I like, thought you meant like I thought it was just like went around or whatever and was like I thought it was hat. flat on the top but like because you know it's older and the shot on film so it's probably darker than stuff now that's digital but the uh, so there's like an actual like you know like the hat goes to a point and I was and it was weird I got you now yeah we then get a video package of Hogan training which goes probably about a couple minutes too long no it's amazing. It's great, but it still goes because it like it's in like real long. time, and then it like does this like thing where it's like basically like it's just a bunch of like screen caps, but like played really fast, so it kind of looks like flipbook style, like kind of like choppy animation of him working out. It fucking rules. I loved every second of it, and I'm not a Hogan Hogan stan. I mean, the best part about it was the ending because it, like all of a sudden he's like, there's like some creepy lighting, like it's like dark, but like flashlight almost yeah. just on hogan and then he starts laughing and it's like the, yeah it's like a creepy laugh like yeah it's like, it's <laughs> a, it, yeah it gets a moderately sinister for hogan yeah then we go to mean gene who's in the back with honky tonk man and jimmy hart and honky tonk man says miss elizabeth is in love with him yeah i think honky says that macho is lucky that he doesn't play the piano which i thought was really funny because it's like oh well, i'm gonna smash my fucking guitar on you at some point but you're lucky I don't play the piano, because the piano weighs more. Uh, Honky Tonk Man also says, I've got the title, I've got the belt, tonight I'm going to get the woman, the lonely woman. Oh. Uh, and then he starts quoting other Elvis songs. Just... Oh, it's a, that's the that, that's a highlight, for sure. Because he does it, like, in a row, like, in... It was, like, five or six. In conversation. Yeah. He even does, like, yeah, in the ghetto. He he, he hits, he hits all, yeah, he hits all the, all the big ones. Yeah. And then Min Jean is in the back with Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. And Min Jean asks Miss Elizabeth if she's worried, but Savage answers for her. And he says, it's time for us to enter the danger zone. My way to and the vengeance is mine, saith the Macho Man. That's what his last line was. I was saith just like, That's the so Macho great. Man. Great. God. So obviously our first match. Honky Tonk Man with Jimmy Hart and Peggy Sue versus Macho Man Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth for the WWF Intercontinental Title. Is um, Peggy Sue in the Hall of Fame? Peggy Sue is Sensational Sherry. I know. I was setting you up. We've seen a Sensational Sherry match. We have. But yeah, it's funny. Uh, She really sells it so hard when she dances in the ring later. It's fucking pretty amazing how hard she sells it. But as I like to mention, every time this happens... I'm listening. The champion comes out first. Foreshadowing? Yeah. Uh, Peggy Sue is announced as Honky Tonk's girlfriend. Which is so weird. It's like, like, why is she even there if he's like shaking his junk at Elizabeth the whole night, which is what he does the whole time. Like, wouldn't she have a problem? Yeah, she goes in there, like, like and, like, and, like tw- does the I twist mean, with him. I mean, is she into polyamory? Her, in- like? her, intr- she, her, the entrance is, like, him and her just, like, doing the twist, and she, like, sells it hard. Like, she's not half-assing it at all. No. She's, like, fucking bopping. Uh, so the entire crew is dancing along with Honky Tonk's song, and he grabs the mic and starts sing. he starts singing along. Yeah, it's obviously not mic'd, but it's funny. And then uh, behind Savage's back, Honky Tonk Man 
uh, Savage makes his way to the ring, and then and Honky Tonk Man gets into the ring and is dancing for Miss Elizabeth behind Savage's back. Yeah, he's like doing some gyrating shit. And then Savage starts the match by chasing Honky Tonk Man around the outside. <laughs> Savage guillotines Honky Tonk with the rope by jumping over and onto the floor. And then we see Jimmy Hart try to slow it down, but Savage gives him and Honky Tonk a double noggin knocker. Savage trying to get back in the ring when Hart grabs his leg and Honky Tonk starts throwing punches. But we get a, and then we get a sunset flip, but Savage stays on his feet and punches down. Oh, that's good. I love, I love a like hold steady from a sunset flip and then just deck him in the mouth. It's like the reverse of like the like gold dust spot where he like slides under you and then like slaps you from underneath. Macho Man and Honky Tonk with multiple Irish whip reversals, which finally sends Honky Tonk into the corner. Savage charges in, but Honky Tonk moves, and Randy hits the turnbuckle. Hart then jumps on the apron, and Savage goes to hit him, and then begins chasing him around the outside. Hart jumps back in the ring, dropping his megaphone, and runs out the other side, with Savage still chasing him. Honky Tonk picks up the microphone, not the microphone, the megaphone, and hits Macho Man over the head. Honky Tonk stops to dance for Elizabeth before making the cover, and we only get a two count. Savage is running the ropes, but Honky Tonk gives the knee to the gut, sending Randy to the floor. And then Honky Tonk hits a double axe handle off the apron to the floor. Honky Tonk keeps going over to dance for Elizabeth while Hart's choking Savage from the outside. And then Honky Tonk jumps down to the floor and starts walking towards Elizabeth. But Macho Man recovers and is running around the outside and hits Honky Tonk from behind. Does anybody run around a ring better or faster than Macho Man. <laughs> I mean, literally the only like, other two people that have ever seen do that spot on I mean, like a people, regular basis. Yeah, is I mean, you see it, Lashley I, and Strowman, and both of them, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, Lashley has potential. Braun Strowman should be thrown in the ocean. Uh, Savage then tosses Honky Tonk over the top rope and then hits a top rope double axe handle to the outside. Body slam, and then Macho Man goes for another top rope axe handle for only a two count. Hart's back up on the apron, Savage pulls him into the ring and starts attacking him, and Honky Tonk comes from behind to hit a flying knee, but Savage moves and Honky Tonk hits Jimmy Hart. Bum, bum, bum. Macho Man locks on the sleeper in the middle of the ring, and Peggy Sue starts berating Elizabeth on the outside, and Savage comes out to break it up. Which is weird. He's like, hey, I'm gonna fuck with the... I guess it's not weird for her to yell at the girl that his, like, her boyfriend is trying to pick up, but at the same time, she should just probably leave her boyfriend. True. The logic is very bizarre. It's very bizarre. So Savage throws Honky Tonk into the ring post on the outside, and the bell rings, and Macho Man is the winner by countout. Oh, it's, it's done really well. It's like, they're the, you know, they're like six or seven or eight or whatever, and then he throws him into the pole, and Macho Man slips in, and like... You can't recover, and it's like, oh, I would like to see some spots like that more often because they're, like, decent spots because a lot of countouts are just like, oh, 19, and then they, like, run in or, you know, 10, depending on, you know, if it's in Japan or America. But either way, it's like, like, why don't you just roll out and, like, fucking stomp their face in or throw them into the crowd at 18 and roll back in? So I thought I thought that was really uh, refreshing and well done. Also, Honky gets like I think he might have got a little bit of uh, organic blood on like one of his temples. There's a spot where it looked like he might have been a little colored. 
So post-match, Honky Tonk gets back in the ring with the guitar, but Hart jumps on the apron and hits Savage with the megaphone from behind. And Elizabeth has crawled into the ring and is checking on Savage. Honky Tonk goes to hit Savage with the guitar, but stops when he sees Elizabeth in front of Savage. And Honky Tonk contemplates it for a moment. So fucking But then good. he decides to go ahead and swing the guitar. It's so fucking good. But Savage jumps up and blocks it, kicks Honky Tonk, takes the guitar, and swings it. But Honky Tonk is rolled out of the ring. Macho smashes it on the turnbuckle. Yeah, then he tur- smashes it on the turnbuckle. And then Elizabeth has made her way back out to the outside at this point. Mm-hmm. Macho Man oh, this is the best. goes, and instead of Elizabeth holding the ropes for Macho Man to get in, oh, it's so fucking good. he holds the ropes for Elizabeth to get into the ring. It seriously like made me feel shit. And then lifted her up onto On his, his shoulder yeah. as they celebrate the victory. And the, like Elizabeth's like acting, like her like cell of emotion on her face in promos during matches is probably unparalleled fucking it's like it's especially like you know in pay-per-views and stuff i think it's been harder to notice because these shows are shot differently but like man i was like i was like so so fucking impressed so do you want to hear some deep dark secrets that for why this match happened the way it happened of course i do so originally macho man was supposed to win this match and take the title. But Honky Tonk basically pulled some political stuff in the back and was like, I'll go to the NWA oh, with yeah. the title. But, like, he can't just, they can just be like, yo, dude. I mean, I don't know. Back then, I guess the contracts weren't as, like, yeah. secure, basically. It's weird. That's, like, like I said, one of the reasons we love wrestling is because of the extra fun behind the scenes stuff. But it's also, it's like, I don't know if that's true. But it's fun to talk about. So, because of that, Macho Man was basically not given this belt, but things would happen in the future for him. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that. In the future. In the future. In the future. Yeah. Laying the foreshadowing out there. Teasing you for for the next episode, basically. So, then we head back to Vince and Jesse, who review the history of Hulk and Andre, and we... See a lot of stuff that we've already seen. Well, yeah, seen. They, re- they recap WrestleMania 3. The three count, you know, the, like, Andre three count still. The, the choking from behind that we saw. Yeah. But, the, the like, they. footage of the contract signing, mm-hmm. which we saw in our last episode. Yeah. And then Mean Gene's in the back with Ted DiBiase, Virgil, and Andre the Giant. And DiBiase says, the ref was a hulkamoron. Yeah, it's so good. That's such a great line. And your account is overdrawn, and Andre is going to close it. Yup. It's like, yeah, money makes the man. Fucking nickel and dime. Yeah, it's good. And then Mean Jeans with Hogan. I don't have any quotes from Hogan other than he called DiBiase the multi-million dollar man. Instead of just the million dollar man. Yeah, he says it's just a two count. He says a weird thing where he says, like... I mean, it's your typical Hogan promo type yeah thing. he says something about like losing like profit sharing plan or something like that it's really weird but you know he was probably doing really good cocaine at the time so we're on to our second match of the show andre the giant with ted dibiase and virgil versus hulk hogan for the wwf world heavyweight championship and the story behind this match kind of been following it along yeah. but during that match that was 
WrestleMania 3, it seemed that Andre had gotten the three count early on in the match, so he felt like he had won. The feud continued throughout the year until Ted DiBiase came along and offered Hogan money for the belt. Hogan turned him down, so the Million Dollar Man did the next best thing. He bought Andre's contract from Bobby Heenan and convinced him to give him the belt once Andre defeated Hogan. It's so good and dumb and, like, perfect for the DiBiase things. Like, fucking, if, if you're not going to entertain me, I'm just going to fucking buy it. I'll just find a way to get it. And I don't know if you I kick, I kick basketballs away from children. I make mothers bark or whatever. It's, it's like, I'm a, he's a fucking, this. yeah, he's a beautiful scumbag. He's a good POS. I don't know if you noticed this, and I don't know if our fans out there noticed it either, but it's a new belt around Hogan's waist. Yeah, he's walking it looks it ring. looks like the like mid to late nineties belt, the, like the, the, one the that, wing the wing like the eagle belt. Yeah, yeah. It's the winged eagle belt. Yeah, but it's not exactly the same. I think it I think it's a little, I think it's a little different. I don't know, but I noticed. It's the, it, one, I definitely it's the noticed one that's it. around until until Stone Cold. So it's it's around for a good yeah, but I mean I think it's the same. Show. I think it's cool. I think it's the same design, but I don't know if it's the same exact belt. I think they might change it a little bit. They might. I don't. But think uh, yeah, well, whatever. Doesn't matter. Either way, I noticed the belt. So Hogan gets to the ring, and we get at least five minutes of posing. All while Andre oh my god, and his that's why I was singing real American because it just goes on, on for ever. Andre stalling and getting some last minute words of advice from DiBiase when Hogan comes over and hits Andre. Uh, like. Andre's, like, stare down is great, because he's just, like, not entertaining any of Hogan's bullshit. He's, like, looking at him like he's gonna murder him. Hulk then gives a double knocker to Virgil and DiBiase, snapmares Virgil into the ring, and then slingshots Million Dollar Man into the ring. Hulk then Irish whips Virgil and gives the big boot, and does the same to DiBiase, knocking them both out of the ring. Oh, so the most physical shit in the match uh, happens in the first two minutes, and it doesn't involve Andre. Pretty much. But it's good. I still like it. I still like it. So we get a bunch of right hands and chops to Andre. Hulk slams the giant's head into the turnbuckle a couple of times. Elbows to the head and the clothesline. Nothing is knocking Andre No, you can't. Yeah, it's like you can't cut the tree down. And it's it's done really well. DiBiase and Virgil both jump up on the apron. And Hogan dispatches them with punches. And then we get a clothesline into the corner by Hulk that has Andre wobbly. Hogan goes to the top rope, but Andre grabs him by the throat and press slams Hulk. Andre then goes for a falling headbutt. Oh, yeah. But Hogan moves. Hulk goes for the cover, but Andre grabs him by the throat again. It's as so he's good. It's, before, it's like, before, like as he, he doesn't even, like, actually cover. He goes down for the cover, but Andre just, like, does, like, a, like, horror movie, like, Michael Myers after you kill him type of vibe. Like, you know, like, like when the Undertaker, sits like, up. sits up, which is... He, they took from Halloween or whatever, but like he does that, but with just an arm, where like he goes to cover him, and like in him covering him, he just like puts his fist up, and like grabs his neck, and it looks great. So Andre just keeps putting the choke hold on while the ref gives the five count, and then he releases it and, and does it again, puts yeah. it right back on. Andre with the body slam and kicks to the back has the giant in control. Andre hits the, with the Irish whip and big boot to Hulk, but Hogan rolls out to the floor. And Virgil is over and tosses Hulk back into the ring. Because obviously... Why would he not do that? Can't win unless you're in the ring. Yeah. Good on you, Virgil. Andre continues to choke Hogan. And then Hogan is hulking up. And he gives a knee to the midsection to escape the choke. What do you think it sounds like when Hulk Hogan hulks up? 
<laughs> Hulk hammering Andre's face and goes to the second rope for a flying clothesline that knocks the giant down. Oh, t- Timber! Hogan goes to come off the ropes for the leg drop, but Virgil grabs his leg. Dave Hebner, the ref, is reprimanding Virgil while Hogan goes off to the other side of the ropes and hits the leg drop. Hogan's covering Andre, but the ref is still arguing with Virgil. Andre gets back up while Hogan is now arguing with the ref. The giant starts giving headbutts to the back of Hulk's head and then gives a double underhook suplex and goes to the pin. Hebner's counting and you can see Hogan gets his shoulder up at the count of one, but the ref just keeps on counting for the three counts. Because you can't can't lift out of that Andre. The ref raises the arm of Andre. And And new! Post-match... Hogan is pleading with Hebner to no avail. Even Howard Finkel and Mean Gene are yelling at Hebner as well. On the outside, Hebner makes his way around the ring and hands the belt to Andre. Mean Gene then jumps on the apron to interview Andre, and Andre gives the belt to Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. And (laughs) new! I wasn't ready for that one. Hogan's coming after everybody, but Hebner gets in the way, so Hulk picks him up, and sets him back down behind him, and then returns to going after DiBiase, who has jumped down to the floor. Behind all of this, we see another ref join Hebner in the ring. Bum bum. Bum. Vince says, is that Dave Hebner? Or is that Dave Hebner? It's the Spider-Man meme come to life, guys. Yeah, yeah the story of two Daves. A tale of two Daves. Hogan sees the two refs and starts pointing fingers and grabs both of them, interrogating them. The two refs get into a shoving match when, quote, Dave Hebner kicks the other ref out, which convinces Hogan that he's not the The real real Dave Dave Hebner. Hogan then grabs the fake Dave Hebner, press slams him over the top rope, onto DiBiase and Virgil on the outside. Okay, that... That th- he threw him like fucking fifteen feet. He threw him away. And like those guys, like kind of had a hand up, but like he basically threw him over them. It was an intense bump. Which and spoilers, thing, spoilers. It wasn't the real Dave Hebner because real Dave Hebner probably couldn't have took that bump. It was, it was the skinny Dave Hebner. The Impos- crazy imposter thing is, Hebner is that the uh, imposter the, Dave Hebner. Yeah, kicks the real Dave Hebner, and it actually injures him. That he's out for a little while. Really? Because he- because the, the real press slam of the fake Dave Hebner <laughs> to the outside, which looked insane. It looked terrifying. I texted you just like, yo, did he die? Fine. I watched it like four times in a row. I was like, alright, back, back, okay. Like, that was nuts. Let me do this again. So then we go to the back, mean jeans back there, Hulk Hogan. He's fake crying. Yeah, he's yeah, he's 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 selling it well. His how upset he is. Best line though. What is it? How much money did they spend on plastic surgery, surgery man? man? Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, what is he saying? He's like saying that it's fake. Like, because they didn't spend money on actual plastic surgery. It's an it's an allegory. So, but it's weird. If you d- know who the Hebners are, there are, and we've talked about Dave Hebner has been in the WWF for a long time. Mm-hmm. Earl Hebner was his twin brother, mm-hmm. and he's actually been the ref. On NWA shows, we've talked about him before on there, and he actually was a ref at the Bunkhouse Stampede, which was his last show with the NWA, because he then came to the WWE 
and was with them for like almost 20 yeah. years at that point. But there's more to that story, but we'll talk about it more yeah. when we get to... So yeah, the plastic surgery thing was funny. WrestleMania 4. It was a weird allegory for Hulk to make. It made more sense than a lot of his other allegories. So then we get a third match. Strike Force, Rick Martel and Tito Santana versus the Hart Foundation of Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart with Jimmy Hart. And this is right w- after our commercial break. Right after the commercial break. After Hulk says, plastic surgery, brother. And... It's for the WWF Tag Team Championship. Uh, we see Strike Force make their way to the ring. And then, actually, from there, it went to the Hogan went, interview. Yeah, and then the commercial. And then yeah. it goes to commercial. And we join the match in progress. Mm-hmm. Martel knocks Hart down, goes to run the ropes, but Neidhart grabs him and Brett gives him a gut shot. Santana then jumps in the ring and runs across to hit Neidhart, but the ref gets in the way and makes sure Tito goes back to his corner. Hart then hits a pile driver on uh, Martel. It's the most solid pile driver. And as this is happening, Vince is having to say goodbye, even though the match was in progress. Yeah, and the credits like start because roll. of TV time limits. Uh huh. Hart gets a cover, only a two count, and that is actually the last thing that the live TV audience sees. Oh, really? As the show had to cut out. At is that it a two point. count? But like we see, but five seconds more after the. When the WWE Network uploaded this show, they added in the rest of the match. But it's not much. It's not much. Literally, this is what it happens. Hart Irish whips Martell, but there's a reversal, and Brett Sunset flips, but Rick drops his knees down yeah. for the pin and, and the, the win. win. So, Michael Temple. Yes. Overall thoughts of the main event number one. The main, the, the only main, is this the first main event? or is this the, the first one? main event. Or is this the first it's main the event first we've covered? show called the main event. Okay, I thought it was a Saturday night main event, so I was like, oh, okay. But, because uh, I think that's what it's under on the network, possibly. But, uh, I will... Yeah, s- if you're watching along with this, it's under Saturday night main event. Yeah. Under February. It says 5th. main event on the side or whatever, yeah. but, like, it's a little, it's got a different feel. This is great. That's a solid way to spend 50 minutes. I will say that the Andre Hogan match here... Better than Andre Hogan at WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 3 is Agreed. is more like, you know, like people are more excited. It's a bigger deal. But this is way more entertaining, even with all of the like, you know, even with all of the sweaty dumb shit, like all of your, ex- your excuses, you're like covering people's asses. It's way more entertaining. It's super fun. And it's like, I don't mind dumb shit if, if I can understand what's happening. Yeah, or if it's fucking, or if it's, or if it's just not like completely nonsensical. It's like this has a little bit of non nonsensicality, if that's a word, which it definitely is not. But um, yeah, this is so much more enjoyable than the WrestleMania three match. But it wouldn't be the same without the WrestleMania three match. So I will true, say that. True. I will say that it's like this on its this in a vacuum, not uh, worth your time. But if you have seen, if you've watched uh, like Hulk Andre at WrestleMania 3 and you haven't watched this match, you're doing yourself a disservice because it not only is better than that match, but it makes that match feel like it was worth more. Agreed. And I wish it would have been more on, I wish it would have been on a pay per view so people could talk about it more. So the reason we watched this show because was of this match. because of the historical significance of this show. Yeah, because Andre. Like, Dirty wins the belt. Exactly. And also Ted DiBiase. Hogan 
is no longer the champion for the first time in four years. It's insanity. Huge. And like like you said, and I completely agree, this match, completely better than the WrestleMania 3 oh, match. Oh, so fucking good. And the thing is, like, they didn't do anything. Like, the WrestleMania 3 match tried to be too epic, where this match is like two guys just hitting each other. Sometimes is all you need. So, like, I completely enjoyed this show. It's 50 minutes of just yeah. fun matches. I mean, I didn't love the finish of the Honky Tonk Macho Man match. But that, but it, but it really, it, like, but, th- this whole show makes you, like, if you've only ever seen Honky Tonk on, like, pay-per-views, this really makes you understand why Honky Tonk is great. Exactly. And it's like, holy crap, but he's fucking good. But what I was going, if we don't have that count-out finish, yeah. we may not have the moment after the match with the ropes and the holding of Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth which, on the shoulders, which leads to your which mega is powers. a classic moment. I, I honestly see. like fucking like I got like like teary. Like Elizabeth is the potentially the 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 best like actor actress like outside of like physical performance. The best like face act- reactions. The face the best face actor, which is the thing. It's like people some people are just good. And like reacting on screen and moving their contorting their face around, but Elizabeth in this was like I was like there's no the nobody makes me feel things by not saying anything as much as she does. She's so good. She also has Randy next to her, but like it's like man, fucking yeah, it's not peanut butter and jelly. It's whatever those whatever those two opposite things are. It's like you know like hot sauce and peanut butter. It's like oh that sounds terrible. But we, we like both of those things. Exactly. And somehow they're making it work. It's very bizarre. But, like, I was so fucking impressed by Elizabeth's face. Just what she did with her face throughout the match, every time the camera was on her. Like, even her on the... She always does it in promos, but, like, outside of the ring, I feel like this was, like, kind of the closest we got to managers with a camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like this, this the production on the show was insane. G mosquito bit. We're still outside. We got the the bug spray out and the citronella candle. I just caught it midair and then launched it on the ground and it made a sound when it hit. <laughs> Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? All right. Fuck you. So I think it's time for us to smart it up. Best moments of this night. I mean, I just built up Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, but Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Probably. I mean, like when it comes down to and it, that, that whole that whole moment. Yeah. That. That that match was really good. Um, the like Hogan Andre is really really great. The best part of the show is Hogan Andre, undeniable. That's that's the best match of the show. Undeniable. That's like the best match. It's fucking really great. And the thing is, is like you can't just skip to it. You should watch the whole show because it kind of builds it up well. It's yeah. fun. It's and the whole show is not. None of the show is bad. But the macho honky stuff is like kind of like. It's not like a like steamboat macho classic, but it does different stuff really well, and it really makes you understand. Because everyone's like, "Oh, well, like Honky can't work," and it's like, "Well, Honky can he can't work, work, but he can tell a story." But he can he can tell he can work better than some people that couldn't tell a story that yeah. have been bigger than him. Most disappointing moments? Any? I have not. That, I have, the, that the tag match didn't get to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not, gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna split hairs there. There's nothing no. bad about this. Like, if you watch WrestleMania three, you should watch all 50 minutes of this. Yeah. And if you don't, then then you're missing out. Uh, best performer of the night. I think we're both in agreement. Miss Elizabeth. 
performing yeah. art. And yeah. may, I mean, I was, maybe even Ted DiBiase, because yeah. his work is well. I mean, well. Macho, but Macho, at this, t- at this point in time, Macho's always going to deliver. It's kind of one of those things like, it's like Steamboat. It's like, oh, well, like, no one's ever going to give him number one because he's, like, so consistent. But, like, for me personally, I would say Elizabeth, like, made me feel shit that I wasn't ready to feel. And I was like, oh, like, fuck, man. Like, just well, the shit she did with her face seems, seemed way too real for wrestling in the 80s, especially, like, WWF. Like, it's cartoony. Like, it was a honky-tonk man match. Also, honky-tonk man deserves some ma- major props for this performance. For his for his promo, like and stuff, like it's like man, yeah, this is good. And honestly, when I was watching this, I was like, I think that maybe we should just watch Saturday Night Main Event and like skip the pay per views because the amount of like like bad matches that we've watched. Well, no, like no, just the character development and like the promos are so so well done, and like they're so fun, and like in pay per views, there's more of a like time issue it's live blah 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 like they don't sell the matches as well it'll be different later on as it evolves but like it was just so fun to watch those interviews and those promos and stuff and it was like really good it's like it's like oh like i've watched honky tonk man matches but seeing honky tonk man promo and like a long intro where he's just like being the heel that he is it's like okay well i like it now well now i like him. surprising moments or most surprise anything surprising at all that Hogan lost. I mean, yeah, that was surprising for sure. I mean, obviously his shoulder was hella up, but uh, I was surprised. The, he- the Hebner twist. He told me you were like, okay, we're gonna watch this show. And I was like, all right. Like, well, the he- yeah, like, that whole match was surprising. Everything about it was pretty surprising. The like he- watching- Hebner twist. The so like- the question I got a question in watching the match. Did you realize that wasn't Dave Hebner? Yeah, yeah, because I'm watching it, like, I think it would be different, like, with a bad T, with an old CRT, like, tube television and stuff, but, like, one of the guys, they they look kind of similar, but one of them's, like, 40 pounds more than the other guy. Yeah, it's so, true. Like, it's very obvious, but, uh, you know, it's also, like, Underfaker. It's like, well, we know that's not The Undertaker, but they did it, and it was a good idea at the time, because... What are you talking about? Those were the same people. Oh, yeah. The entire time. Not breaking kayfabe. <laughs> And now for a look back even further into the history of wrestling. The Dusty Finish. With fixed matches, planned finishes, exciting moves, and innovative match outcomes, the Gold Dust Trio began to build new stars. But what was the point of new stars if Ed Lewis was their guy? In the early days, promoters could pack a venue with a single heavily promoted match. But by the 1920s, with the waning interest in wrestling, a single match wasn't enough. So the Gold Dust Trio began to promote entire cards, not just matches. Events were still anchored around those title defenses, but the other matches featured those very wrestlers that Ed Lewis had legitimized with the time limit draws and double countouts. With more variety in wrestlers, the Gold Dust Trio made the next big step booking bigger venues, and making more money. So next week, WrestleMania 4. Oh shit, we're going WrestleMania 4? So we're doing like three, three WWE, WWE shows, shows in a row. We did like two... Like, yeah, we did two WCW show, or yeah, NWA eight, shows. Yeah, NWA shows, yeah. 
And now three WWF shows in a row. We try and keep it kind of flip-flop back and forth. I mean, so you know, it's, it's, so it whenever, it, fresh, whenever but, it happens, it happens. So, But things things just happen. Um, We're going in chronological order, basically. You want to you so. te- tease me? What's the... What's the WrestleMania 4? What's the, head, what's the headlining match for WrestleMania 4? Well, let's just say there are a lot of matches. A million-dollar man does not start the night as the champion. But he had the belt at the end of this show. So, like, so is there something we watch in between this? Nope. Okay. Well, I'm asking what the... I'm there be, what, there's a story. So, if you tell me that, if you tell me the, like, last match, the heavyweight match, it's going to be a... a it's a spoiler. So, like, what it, what it is? If I tell you okay. what the main event is, it's, fine. it's a spoiler. Okay. Like, it's one of those things, like, as soon as I start it up and, like, sit on my couch, I'm be like, oh, I've heard of this, or I've seen this, but maybe not. I prefer to, I prefer to, like... You know, going cold. It's more fun that I way. know you do. And that's why I'm not telling you. Well, that that's why I'm not telling you, listeners, either. Thank you for being a friend. If you like the music from this week's show, you can, uh, it's the main event theme song. Because it actually you can buy it on iTunes. It's probably yeah, not on Probably not. <laughs> yeah. You can find Listen it to on, it on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. And then, uh, Strike Force won our main event, our last match that we watched. So I'm playing their theme song. Wait, what? Strike Force Heart Oh, yeah, Strike Force. Last match that we watched. Okay. And Strike Force 1. What does their theme song sound like? Their theme song is called Girls in Cars by Robbie Dupree. So is it kind of like Girls on Film? I like that song. Girls on Film. You know that song? I don't think it sounds like, exactly like that. Duran but Duran. you're probably hearing it right now. Oh. You can always rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcoin, or wherever you find your podcast app. You can always email us at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at WrestlingHistoX. That's Wrestling H-I-S-T-O-X. We'll talk to you next week.